Russian army rising. The church is the breathing grounds for raising godly men and women who are willing to apply kingdom principles and values to bring transformation to their respective societies. We need to have a national focus. We don't have to lose this ambition or else we work against the Great Commission. They are equipped in righteousness. Unless our righteousness exceeds those who just know ABC and surprise others to do, but they don't do. Unless we see that. We pray for God to raise right ministers in our nations. We pray for God to raise right tax collectors. We pray for God to raise right security agents. They are bold and fearless. Standing your ground when the battle has been heated to such an extent that everyone is running away. But we don't quit, for we know no defeat. The agenda. To possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost hour. Stay tuned in. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to bless God together for such a period as this. We are looking at the series on the topic family life. An endangered institution. The family life. An endangered institution. Now let me remind you of the encounter Mrs. Ruth Peel had with this university student. Let me remind you of what she said. In my opinion, marriage is almost finished. Most of us here feel the same way. We don't think it is necessary or even desirable to link yourself sexually to one partner in your early twenties. And limit yourself to that one person for the rest of your life. We think it is ridiculous. I'm sleeping with a fellow I like. I don't want to marry him. And I don't think he desires to marry me either. This is not my first love affair. And probably won't be the last. I can't see anything wrong with this. Someday, when and if I choose to have a child, I may be forced by society to marry. But until then, I shall not be part of it. And even if I choose to marry, and the relationship goes sour. I shall not be trapped in it. Mrs. Peel. 
are highly blind. We see what marriage has done to our parents and to others. And we don't like what we see. Why can't a man, woman's relationship be just as meaningful outside of marriage as it is in it? Now, see the power of Pentecost is to bring strongholds that exhaust itself against the knowledge of God to bring such strongholds down like this lady's stronghold. It is the power to live the life worthy of our calling. See all these ideas may prevail, but the Pentecostal power is the power to take nations for Christ. Take every mind captive. To the obedience of Christ. So we encourage ourselves not to worry about the enormity of the tax, but let us concentrate on the power within. For it is greater than the power without. Let us go for our spheres and God will bring the increase. We have seen that if you really want to possess the nations, then let us target the homes. Because the family is the base of society. And when we are talking about home, we are talking about a dwelling place. It could be a house, apartment, or a shelter. That is the usual residence of a person. A family or a household. So we all have a dwelling place. It could be a shelter. But it's a home. We have to target that place. And then we have to be mindful of what goes on in marriage and in family life. Because if the family is the base of the society, the marriage is the anchor of the society. That is why we suggested that we should pay attention to the home. This lady who was questioning me this root peel, she comes from her home. Mm. See, today's generation lacks the commitment to marry. And it's afraid of the permanence the concept of marriage proposes. Mm. And they are quick to jump out of marriage 
at the slightest challenge. So today we want to answer the question, why is it so? The answer is contained in the views of the university student we spoke about. In her encounter with Mrs. Pugh, the young student presented two assertions reflecting her views on marriage. And we want to examine it. I don't want us to go blaming her, but let us examine what she said. Maybe we may understand her. So I would like us to examine her assertions too. Serious assertions. The first she asserts is Quote and unquote. Someday, when and if I choose to have a child, I may be forced by society to marry, but until then, I shall not be part of it. Now let's pay attention to what she said again. Someday, when and if I choose to have a child, I may be forced, and then she said, by the society to marry. But until then, I shall not be part of it. What is she saying? She seems to be saying that some circumstances could cause society to impose marriage on her. Or society could force her to marry. Society could force her to marry. But you see, brothers and sisters, marriage is not the product of society. So society can't force you to marry. Because marriage is not derived from society. Marriage is not the product of society. See, marriage is God's own idea. Adam never requested for it. Adam, No, no, no. Marriage is God's own idea. Shall we read Genesis 2 from verse 18? Genesis 2 from 18. The Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. 
and whatever the man called each living creature that was its name and so the man gave names to all the livestock, the best in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. Remember that Adam did not request for a woman. So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man. And he brought her to the man. The man said, now the man is going to talk. The man said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He shall be called woman for she was taken out of Man. Now, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Now, look at the introduction of the word wife. So, when God created the woman, he created her as Adam's Wife. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. So I have just said that. Marriage is not the product of society. So she can't say that when I'm forced by society. No. Marriage is not the product of society. Marriage is God's own idea. See, the big thing about marriage is this. Yeah. Marriage is a creation ordinance. A gift of God to mankind. Instituted. In the Garden of Eden. It's a creation ordinance. Proverbs 18.22 I like this very scripture. Let's read together if we can. Proverbs 18.22 He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. So, maybe for the sake of our sisters, maybe instead of saying wife, let's replace it with spouse so that we have a balanced uh, <laughs> sentence. 
He who finds a spouse yeah. finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. While sometimes maybe the angels can close their eyes for a single to sleep without food. They may not do the same for the marriage because they find favor with the Lord. He who finds a spouse finds what is good, not bad. So because marriage is God's own idea, God will never give us anything evil. It is part of his creation ordinance. And when he said everything that he has made was good and is good, marriage was included. See, when your marriage is going through some challenges, you may not understand but marriage is good. See, one day I was listening to this brother who was preaching at a wedding. And then this young man, that time we were all pastors, was talking about a lot of experiences and then he was trying to let the congregation understand that every marriage has a problem. And I was trying to give an excuse for people to dwell in rotten marriages. But whilst he kept giving examples of his marriage, his uncles, and his <laughs> my spirit <laughs> was vexed. <laughs> I wanted him to have told us which verse in the scripture said Awaribia or Haum. And that one I would have been okay. But don't bring experiences from your marriage and your uncles and then tell us that every marriage has challenges. And see, because of this, we are always accommodating rotten marriages. The Bible says that marriage is good. So put that as a standard and work towards it. So when we finish the wedding, I accosted him. I said, my brother, you did well. But which verse in the Bible talks about the fact that every marriage has a problem? Peter says that God is holy, therefore be holy. And today's generation will tell you that you can't attain that. So we start from uh, a point where we, we think that this one we can't. So we don't even make an attempt. See, you need to build a glorious marriage out of the rotten one, out of the existing one. Because Bible said marriage is good. Put that as your focus and work towards it. Thank you, Petro. Petro. 
asemo otre ene kire se onyame ye kronkron enti esese ye ye kronkron onyame abɔ ware se e adepa no esese ye shaseye ehwe fi se adene adepa ne ye be nanti mu se de onyame akire no so let's go back to this ladies assertion timu mi yenko sa abaye yi na dwen before we condemn her ansana ye bebu no fodo and the era of people who believe like she does. We need to find out what made her volunteer her opinion in the manner she did. Or what makes some people hold such a view of marriage? It seems to me that the answer is in a second accession. So last week, this lady was a bad girl. But this week, she is becoming my friend. Now, let's take the second accession. So, quote and unquote. If ever I choose to marry and the relationship goes bad, I shall not be trapped in it. We are hardly blind. We see what marriage has done to our parents and to others. And we do not like what we see. See, Anna Okai. Ose se ye me se me nwari mpo na ayonkofa no eto asaniam anase se ya me nkoso ntina saa ayonkofa aproni mu hwe ye nie buye biye ye hunu ye koso awariam ye hunu ni aye ye janom ni ye nanom ene wo a aka no na ye ye hunu no ye mpe we do not like ye mpe kra this is striking this is pure philosophical statement on the theory of determinism, which teaches that we are determined by conditioning and conditions. So she's saying that, see what marriage has done. So a certain kind of marriage condition has shaped the parents, and she actually do not want to be put in that same condition. We send your Ocasiano, a year be a Chilean sensua, a gina senior, yes, see, I dear be who a gina, a so. Now, Nicasemono, no person, a chess, a dear be a way I genuine any normal, a chay and wasteriano, a Timitre and Bobre. Let me try and explain this theory of determinism. Ma mintre, sa, yan sensua, and yan sosema, a chess, and yan, you see, a gina, a fabulous one. We are determined by conditioning and conditions. Two. This theory lends itself to a lot of excuses to human behavior. It suggests that someone or something in your environment is responsible for your situation and condition. So it is your grandmother's DNA. 
It is your parents' genes. It is your upbringing. So this theory of determinism always leaves us not being too responsible for what happens to us. It is some condition that has made us who we are. You see, her point is this. That a married condition has destroyed her parents and others. And she does not like what she sees. I'm not saying that when you go to school and they are teaching you about genes and all that, don't pay attention. You write and pass for your lecture. But you see, when... <laughs> but you, you cannot hold your grandmother responsible for what you did. You can't say because her DNA is in me, that is why I'm a talkative like my grandmother. No. And we do not like what we see. Now, what she was actually saying, but did not give it a voice, is this. If I saw any good marriage, I would change my stance. Listen to her again. If ever I choose to marry and the relationship goes bad, I shall not be trapped in it. We are hardly blind. We see what marriage has done to our parents and to others, and we don't like what we see. marriage it's premise on what she sees. And mm. not Junior Brothers and sisters. My focus in this series on marriage and family life is not to teach on marriage, but to bring to fore some ideas people hold on the family and marriage and to encourage us to stand up to it as people of God. I'm not going to teach on marriage and family life. And what we can do to effectively counter that is to produce good examples of marriage and family life. And this lady will change her mind. When we raise a Christian home, this lady will change her mind. 
See, there is this story about a Hungarian refugee called Andreas Thomas, who spent 55 years of his life in a Soviet prison. You are true, Sembi Afa Andreas Thomas. Andreas Thomas, you know, now you'll be a Oconia Cosemiti, what to a Finucroma, Onya Bebintana, now Odebe and Frisia, Edunum, Enum, Awefiasi. From 1945 to 2000. If you a Thomas was just 20 years when he was incarcerated. See, in the year 2000, when things were losing up in the former Soviet Union and they were going to release the political prisoners, Thomas did not look quite right. They thought he was insane. His mind was all clouded. So they brought in a Hungarian psychiatrist. To examine him. Then after the examination, the psychiatrist explained, this man is not insane. You have messed him up in a solitary confinement. Release him for us and we will make him well. So, so the prison officials released him. Now, Thomas was too weak to walk, so um, they put him in a wheelchair and to be taken out. As he was being wheeled out, he made a request. Can I have a mirror? He hasn't seen his face for five decades and a half. As Thomas saw himself in the mirror, he could not bear the image he saw of himself. He covered his face with his hands and started sobbing like a baby. The young handsome and energetic man has changed beyond recognition. If you could not make himself out, who else could? The last time he saw his face, he was 20, robust, very strong, politically driven, with some hope for his country, hungry to be free. From the Soviet pressure. Now worn out, beating down, and taken to be insane. 
Afeni awo hunu kura ne se jama na dwunu maka no 75 years. Yeah, with the infrisia at your son enum. See my point of bringing the story of Thomas Andreas is this. If God were to present us a mirror to reflect our true image or character, how would we look like? If your private prayer life or your devotional life was watched by someone aside from God, what would they conclude about the nature and the character of God you profess? If your marriage and your family life was watched by someone aside from God, what would that person conclude about the nature and the character of God? Se wawariye abrabo eni wefi semono se obisha enye nyami neshe ne mumu nipa no she na opeso si ejina efa Kristo ana unyangu ponsu ba huwa dieng eni obihu. Not the big one. Afi mumu yentiye diasompa. If God were to grant an opportunity to this university lady to watch your marital life and your family life as God sees it. What will she say about the institution of marriage and the character and nature of God who instituted it? Now, if this lady in question were to watch our marital life, would she conclude? That marriage is a gift from God. Will she still hold on to the view that marriage is a trap? So the big one. Will she like what she will see? So now listen to me, brothers and sisters. Our worth to God in public is directly measured by who we are in private. I don't think that this lady is disappointing, but I think that those of us Christians are disappointing people like her. So my approach in this series is not to teach about marriage and family life, but to draw attention to the fact that Christ-likeness in our marriage and family lives can impact society. Christ-likeness 
make the possessing the nation's agenda easier. It is my prayer that the far-reaching river of God in us will flow out in blessing even to the ends of the earth. Beginning from our homes. Beginning from our homes. I hope you heard me. I hope you heard God speak through my voice. I hope you saw my face. And I hope you saw Jesus' face in my face. I pray you heard his voice. The challenges out there is not unsurmountable. But Christians are not being true witnesses. Of the master. When the light shines, the darkness will not be able to withstand it. We'll continue next week. And I'm praying that God will grant us the grace. So we'll be gathered together again at his feet. Marriage is good. From good Christian home guarantees generational blessings. It is a great witness to the society. Let us rise and take our spheres beginning from home. God bless you. Subscribe to our social media handles for life transforming messages.